Miami Hurricanes just hosted a visit for a priority wide receiver target. And yet the man who serves as the wide receivers coach and offensive coordinator wasn't there and had no contact with the player. That's odd. You are locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So it was a really big weekend that we're coming out of for Miami. So classes start again tomorrow on Tuesday. So you just had move in weekend for the early enrollees and new signees who are starting out this semester. Obviously, players who have been here are all moving back. Um, you know, you saw a lot of videos, Miami coaches all over the place. And you also had official visitors in through the transfer portal and a notable absence, someone who was not spotted on campus and apparently didn't take part in a visit for a wide receiver target is offensive coordinator slash wide receivers coach Josh Gaddis. And it's got Hurricanes fans speculating uh, that this could be a sign that he's out or that he's looking for another job because, yeah, it's it's very strange for the OC slash wide receivers coach not to take any part in the visit for a priority wide receiver target like Gary Bryant. So Gary Bryant Jr., former USC Trojan wide receiver who's in the transfer portal, he made a visit to Miami, and he spoke to reporters after his visit. And huge kudos here to Matt Shodell of Kane Sport, because Matt, I think, got the biggest scoop coming out of that visit when he spoke to Bryant, because Shodell asked him you know, about the contact he had with Josh Gaddis. The problem was he didn't have any. So this is what Shodell writes about his conversation with Bryant. Uh, it was actually senior quality control analyst David Cooney is Bryant uh, who who ran you know Bryant through the offense and film and stuff as Bryant says offensive coordinator slash wide receiver coach Josh Gaddis quote unquote had something going on. Bryant says well he didn't see Gaddis or even get on the phone with him that he learned everything he needs to about the Miami offensive system under Cristobal quote I got a chance to see the offense and their vision for me in the offense. They went over my film. They wanted to see my process. When I run routes, we got to get on the same page. The opportunity is there, he says. They wanted to see what type of player I am, what type of player they'll bring into the program. Quote, Coach Cooney showed me the wide receiver film, and Coach Cristobal was telling me the opportunities they have at Miami, coming in and being a leader for the receivers and the offense and the team. The opportunity is there for me. Now, Shodell notes, and I can definitely second this, um, that Bryant is, he's not rushing his process, okay? He's not enrolling early, so he's not somebody who's going to decide, you know what, 
I love Miami. Uh, classes start on Tuesday. Sign me up. Let's go. He's uh, he's actually going to finish out the semester at USC as a student, and then he's going to transfer wherever he decides to transfer after this semester. So he is planning to take other visits. Okay, he's going to go through the process in full. He's not going to do what Cam McCormick did the other day and just say, "Yep, I'm staying here in Miami." We'll talk more about McCormick in a minute. But again, let me reiterate. It definitely seems odd that the wide receivers coach, who's also the offensive coordinator, has zero presence in a meeting with a priority wide receiver target. Because, yes, Gary Bryant Jr., um, I'm practically going to call him a must-get for Miami. Because Miami needs more help at outside receiver. They have struck out on targets in the recent past, like Dante Thornton and Andrell Anthony. Uh, I'm not saying Gary Bryant is your last chance because there's another one out there right now, Tyler Harrell, who's left Alabama. Uh, there, there's also uh, the receiver from Memphis is a target, Eddie Lewis. And I think there could even be more wide receiver targets who may decide to transfer in May. But Gary Bryant Jr. is a priority target. So, yes, it is highly abnormal for me for the offensive coordinator, wide receiver coach, to not have any presence whatsoever, not even over the phone or FaceTime, for a wide receiver visit this important, right? Because Miami has absolutely made Gary Bryant a priority. So I also, guys, when we're talking about what this means about Gaddis's future, um, I have to tread lightly here because for all we know, there might be something going on in Gaddis's personal life that's kept him from being on campus the last few days. Um, I have seen some reports that he he might be ill uh, this past weekend, and that's why he wasn't on campus. I mean, obviously, there, there's been an illness going around the last few years. You may have seen it on the news. Um, now, but still, though, un unless like, yeah, I don't know why that would keep him from making contact over the phone. There could be something going on in his personal life. I do not know, okay? Uh, so... Just because he wasn't on campus and didn't take part in the Gary Bryant Jr. meetings doesn't 100% mean he gone, which is what a lot of Hurricanes fans are saying. That's what a lot of Hurricanes fans are reading into this. There could be a lot more to this story, okay? But all I can tell you is he wasn't on campus this past weekend and didn't take part in the Gary Bryant meeting, and it definitely has us on high alert. It definitely has the suspicions going up, right? Um Hurricanes fans obviously have taken notice in addition to him not being part of the Gary Bryant meetings. You know, I, I see a lot of Canes fans pointing out, and, and this seems to be true, that whenever offensive players like class of 2024, even some 2025 guys are getting offers, when players tweet out their Miami offers, they tend to tag coaches on Twitter you see some of the quarterbacks who get offered, they'll tag Mario, they'll tag Frank Ponce. Um, nobody seems to be tagging Gaddis in those tweets. So that could definitely be another clue. Um, now, for what it's worth, people who have given me good information in the past have been telling me since early December that they don't think Josh Gaddis will be back next year. Still, the fact that nothing has happened there, that there hasn't been a change or he hasn't taken another job. The longer this goes, obviously, the less likely it is that he's going somewhere. But there's definitely been some smoke to this, okay? 
Uh, now, when Hurricanes fans heard that Gary Bryant uh, said that Gaddis isn't around or that he wasn't there for the visit, most of the reactions that I've seen from Hurricanes fans are Miami fans celebrating because they, they just love the idea that Gaddis may be out the door. But honestly, in this case, with the Gary Bryant visit, I don't think this is a good thing because to me, it's a bit troubling that a wide receiver target is visiting and he can't talk to a position coach or a coordinator. All right. In this case, that's the same person. I don't want to lose out on Gary Bryant because Miami is taking too long to settle their coaching staff. Right. And, you know, over the last uh, few weeks and last couple of months, when Miami has missed out on wide receiver targets, a lot of people are saying, well, that's Gaddis's fault for being a bad recruiter. What if it's maybe Miami's fault for, you know, these recruits know maybe there's going to be a change happening and this guy's not involved. But if you don't know who your position coach is going to be, let alone your offensive coordinator, if that's hurting you in recruiting, that's not a good thing either. So you want to get one way or the other. You want to get this situation settled. OK, like one way or the other. Um, now, as far as Gary Bryant. Um, I mentioned he's not in any rush here uh, that Miami would have had to just hit it out of the park. They would have had to hit a grand slam this weekend for him to decide, you know what, I'm shutting down the rest of my recruitment and I'm signing with Miami today and I'm enrolling in classes on Tuesday. You would have really had to hit a grand slam here. Uh, he's in no rush because he's finishing out. It actually he couldn't enroll tomorrow if he wanted to because he's finishing out his semester at USC. Uh, he's visiting Arizona next. He has an in-home visit coming up with Penn State, and he plans to visit Texas A&M later on. So he's taking his time and going through the process. So Miami's going to have to maintain that contact throughout his process. Um, as far as what sort of a uh, – because we mentioned that Gary Bryant had the talks with Cooney and with Cristobal about how they envision him with Miami's offense. He spoke a little bit more about that. Uh, he says Miami's coaches tell him that they can use him in the slot and outside, and they want him to be the primary kick and punt returner. Um, and yes, he excelled in the return game at USC in 2021. He was one of the top kick and punt returners in the country. Now, if Bryant does end up choosing Miami, I would expect him to play a major role, quite possibly win a starting job at outside receiver because he can play that. And that's where Miami needs more help versus the slot where they're pretty loaded. Um, he did go out of his way to emphasize, despite the fact that, you know, the OC and the wide receiver coach didn't take part in the visit. Gary Bryant did go out of his way to emphasize that it was a positive visit with Miami and that Miami did make it clear how much they need him and what sort of a role they expect him to play. So Hopefully we get some good news eventually. Now, Miami did land a pair of transfer portal commits, one of them on scholarship, one of them filling a walk-on role. So we'll get to this in the on the other side. Welcome to the U, Cam McCormick. Let's talk about what the awesome folks at LinkedIn Jobs are doing. Guys, they're changing lives in a positive way. And, of course, if you're a small business owner or hiring manager, they're helping you so much because you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by, by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. 
LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. Make sure you make Locked On College Basketball with Isaac Shade and Andy Patton your second listen. They're taking you around college hoops like no others with the best guests, coaches, players, analysts. They do a great job, Locked On College Basketball. But thank you for watching and listening to Locked On Canes. So uh, Gary Bryant visited, did not commit, at least not yet. But Miami did land a transfer commitment from former Oregon Ducks tight end Cam McCormick. Now, McCormick, he's been making national news uh, because he is heading into his eighth year of eligibility. This guy's going to be a triple PhD by he's by the time he's done in college. Eighth year of eligibility, uh, Cam McCormick, fun fact, former Oregon Duck, he was in the same recruiting class as Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is going to be entering his fourth season in the NFL next year, and Cam McCormick is still in college. I love it. He's like the Van Wilder of college football tight ends. This guy, it's amazing. Um, and listen, Cam McCormick committing to Miami. I think this is a great thing. He's now, on paper, the best blocking tight end on Miami's team. And in my opinion, he is no disrespect intended to Dom Mamarelli, who was uh, previously Miami's best blocking tight end. Cam McCormick, six foot five, 260 pounds. He's in his mid-20s. Uh, you know, he's more of a blocker than he is a receiver, but he is a red zone target in the passing game. Caught three touchdowns for the Ducks last season. And extra things I like about McCormick couple things and and I know the Hurricanes fans who are actually positive and glass half full type of people like myself agree with me on this this can only help Miami's running game Cam McCormick is an elite run blocking tight end right so you're talking about a Miami running game that needs to improve upon last year and if the running back room can stay healthy where we want to get the stud Trevante citizen on the field. He had to miss his true freshman season because of a knee injury. We hope to get Don Chaney on the field more consistently. Henry Parrish is the elder statesman in that room. And you've got talented, uber talented, true freshmen coming in like Mark Fletcher and Chris Johnson. There's so much potential in Miami's running back room. And now you've got one of the best run blocking tight ends in the country and your offensive line significantly improved. I want to see Miami becoming an elite running team in college football, and Cam McCormick can help that happen. I'm so optimistic about this commitment, and you could call it a signing because he he's enrolling. Like I, I believe he is enrolling, and he is starting classes tomorrow. So Cam McCormick is 100% in. He is also going to be a leader in this locker room. He's got more experience with Mario Cristobal than anyone else on the team does, okay? So I, I know I saw some just weirdos alleged Canes fans were complaining when Cam McCormick committed yesterday. So I don't know. I guess people are either annoyed because like he's so old, like why are we adding an eighth year guy? 
Why are we, we, we need to be adding more, why are we adding 25 year olds? We need to be adding more 18 year olds. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing people are going after. Uh, or I, I think another reason why Hurricanes fans were a little bit annoyed by this commitment, just the timing was, was not good uh, for McCormick because, so, you know, Dennis Smith on Miami staff, before somebody's about to commit, he always puts out his bat signal tweet. So whenever you see Dennis Smith put out the bat signal, and then usually within 10 minutes to an hour, it means somebody's committing. So when Dennis Smith put out the bat signal yesterday, a lot of fans were thinking, oh, this means either Gary Bryant is committing or this means maybe something positive is happening with Cormani McLean. Maybe Cormani McLean is going to officially, you know, do something, you know, whatever. He was, he was probably in Boulder, Colorado at that time. And so I think you had your, you, your minds and your hearts were set on this is either Gary Bryant or Cormani. And then it ended up being Cam McCormick. So just, it was like a wrong place, wrong time type of thing. But guys, do not sleep on this addition because Cam McCormick, he's going to make this team better. Whether he makes this team just a little tad bit better or significantly better because he could be catching touchdowns in the red zone. And by the way, remember how bad Miami was in the red zone last year? You don't want to add a red zone target. You remember how bad Miami was at running the football consistently. You don't want to add an excellent run blocker. I mean, come on. He's either going to make this team a tad bit better or significantly better. And even if it's only a tiny bit better, this is a positive addition. Welcome to the U, Cam McCormick. He wasn't the only addition Miami made yesterday. Miami also gets a commitment from Duke linebacker Rocky Shelton. Now, Shelton, he is a preferred walk-on. He's not taken up a scholarship. And so from that angle, uh, this this is another fine addition, right? I He's not necessarily going to be a needle mover at Miami, but when, when you can add a player with ACC starting experience, because he's been a starter before at Duke. And by the way, Duke, uh, didn't they beat Miami last year? So this guy has starting experience in the ACC, another elder statesman, and he's not taken up a scholarship. This is This is a good addition. Uh, he's a hardworking rotational player, and I, I think he can play a role in Miami, if not for emergency depth. I think he can play a role on special teams. Not a glamour signing. This is just a depth addition and a good locker room guy. Uh, I, I think he's either going to, into his fifth year, or it might even be his sixth year, actually. Uh, he's a St. Thomas Aquinas grad, so he's a South Florida kid, former three-star prospect out of high school. Uh, you know, his dimension size wise, he's five foot 10, 221 pounds, kind of similar to Corey flag in stature. So yeah, Miami getting commitments over the weekend from Duke linebacker, Rocky Shelton preferred walk on and scholarship eight year senior tight end Cam McCormick, former Oregon duck is now a Miami hurricane. If you guys notice that we are, we're like almost 20 minutes into this episode and I think I brought up his name once, but we've barely, barely talked about Cormani McLean. Does that feel refreshing? Is this what a cleanse feels like? Like, I feel like I just went to a spa and like had a cleanse of some kind, or I've been drinking juice and not eating any solid foods for the last week. I feel like this has been a cleanse. Well, the cleanse for today is almost finished because I do want to give you folks the latest on the five-star Miami Hurricanes verbal commit, Coramani McLean, right after this. Keep it locked right here.
to Locked on Canes. Guys, you should know this by now. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. Hockey, soccer, everything. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. And guys, I'm on Bet Online every single day because when you make wagers, you want to be armed with the information and the analytics and the trends you need to beat the bookies. Get those at betonline.net where the game starts. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So, uh, Cormani McLean, I guess he realized I can't fool anybody, right? He, he dropped that location tweet that was like, I'm in Tampa. I don't know why you guys think I'm in Colorado. I'm right here in Tampa. No, he did. Uh, I think it was uh, late Sunday night. He did confirm that he visited Boulder. He visited Coach Prime visited the Colorado Buffaloes, um, which we've known since Friday. He let the cat out of the bag on Sunday. You know, he posted several photos from his visit to Colorado, Instagram. You know, he was doing snow angels there. He was posing with Coach Deion Sanders. Now, you guys remember a couple weeks ago after the Under Armour All-America game when, you know, McLean was wearing Hurricanes gear that entire weekend and he was throwing up the U, but he gave that awkward interview where he was like, smiling and pausing the whole everyone was trying to read into his body language and all that you know my colleague from all hurricanes brian smith had a conversation with cormani one-on-one and one of the things that mclean told him was about Dion sanders and he said it like this that man calls me every day well in contact every day with Coach Prime, or at least Prime was calling him every day. He finally went out to Boulder for that visit. Um, now, he had thrown out at the Under Armour game. Had thrown. I think this was, what, like first week of January? My internal calendar sucks, okay? So, I don't know. might have been first week of January, last week of December. It was a couple weeks ago. He kept saying he was going to sign on January 15th. And, you know, presumably that was signing with Miami on January 15th. But, you know, there was nothing binding he could sign on January 15th because you can't sign a football national letter of intent again until February 1st. So was he talking about financial aid paperwork, grant and write agreements? A lot of people thought, well, January 15th, that's going to be when he officially flips his commitment to Colorado. Um, It's now January 16th. Let me check my calendar. Yep, 16th. Nothing happened yesterday. Nothing, oh, I mean, aside from him clearly visiting Colorado, nothing official was announced. Nothing official was signed. He is still, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, he is still considered to be a Miami verbal commit. So whatever he was thinking he was doing on January 15th did not happen on January 15th. At the same time, you guys know, if you've been watching my shows or listening to my shows about Cormani in recent days, I think the writing is on the wall here. Um, I expect Cormani McClain to be a Colorado Buffalo when it's all said and done. But as far as that being made official, seems like we're going to have to wait until February 1st. 
before he actually signs a national letter of intent. And he doesn't actually have to sign one even on February 1st, but that's the earliest date he can now sign it at this point. So uh, I think the bigger question here from a Miami point of view is, has Miami moved on from Cormani McLean? Has Miami already decided or even maybe been told by Cormani's side that they're, you know, at this point wasting their time chasing him? Okay. I do know Miami has made Georgia cornerback Jaheim Singletary a priority in the transfer portal. Now, if Cormani does flip to Colorado, you could look at Singletary as an excellent replacement. Okay. Um, People are already arguing over whether Singletary would be even better than Cormani or some people saying, you guys are crazy. You're just coping. Cormani's way better than Singletary. He'd be a good replacement, okay? Jaheim Singletary would be a good, good replacement. But Jaheim Singletary is such a good player in the portal. You know, Jacksonville, Florida native, former five-star cornerback recruit who does have a year in a college system, in a college weight room, and was well-coached at Georgia for that year. So he would be he would be an excellent replacement. Now he's such a good player. I think Miami would be recruiting Singletary even if they think Cormani McLean is still going to sign with Miami. Um, but I also look at it this way: if Miami has either moved on from Cormani silently, if they've let's say pulled his offer, and I couldn't blame them if they did. I mean, if they showed up at Lakeland High School on Friday you know, and Cormani knew about that visit and Miami was expecting him to be there and he just no-showed and stood them up, then if that's the way it went down as reported, I would not blame Miami for pulling his offer. And if they either have pulled his offer or it's been made clear to them he's not coming, you remember um, Cormani McLean would be and potentially will be receiving a very sizable NIL deal and NIL opportunities at the University of Miami. If Miami has moved on from Cormani McLean, that budget is freed up and you can focus those NIL resources on Jaheim Singletary and he can be given a very competitive offer from that point of view. So that will be interesting. Uh, another thing I think to watch over the coming days, over really the next 48 hours, um, is and I, I saw Gary Furman at Kane Sport noted that this could happen. I definitely agree it could happen. Um, you know, with Miami having recently added uh, UCF transfer center Matt Lee, who grades out as one of the better centers in the entire country. Uh, and I think Matt Lee is going to be the starting center at Miami. You have to wonder if at any point in the next 48 hours, is Ja'Kai Clark, who is Miami's incumbent starting center, who, you know, may end up losing his job to Matt. Now, if, if Ja'Kai does stay at Miami, there'd be a competition there. But will Ja'Kai Clark decide to hit the transfer portal? If he wants to hit the transfer portal in this window, he's got about 48 hours to do it. So that's a situation that we are going to be monitoring. And based on the way he was, uh, he was tweeting after the Matt Lee commitment, it would not shock me if Ja'Kai Clark hit the portal. But I, and this is just me being selfish, I would love him to stay and compete because I want to have the most depth possible. But I've said it before, I'll say it again. And this can also apply to Cormani McLean, can apply to anybody. When these players, when they make the best decision for them, that may not be the best decision for me. We have to accept that, right? 
If Cormani McLean decides he feels better off in Colorado, he wants to play from Coach Prime and learn from, you know, one of the best corners uh, in the history of the game, that's his prerogative. He can do that, okay? If Jaheim Singletary decides he'd rather commit to Florida State and learn under Patrick Sertan, who's, you know, one of the great uh, NFL corners of all time, that's his prerogative. These guys have to make the best decision for them. That may not be the best decision for us. We have to accept it. We have to move on. And the bottom line, folks, is, yes, I want Miami always, whether it's high school recruiting or transfer portal, I always want Miami to be able to land the best players possible. But we need them to be landing players who really want to be Canes. We need them to be landing players who want to be a part of the process for turning Miami back around. And we need guys who want to wear that U on their helmet. If they're not interested in that, or if they're just trying to get lured by the city of Miami, the nightlife, the NIL, if that's their only priority, we're probably better off looking elsewhere, okay? We want players who want to be Canes. We want them to make the best decision for them, and hopefully that's the best decision for us. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Make sure for your second listen, you check out the brand new podcast on the network, Locked on College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We will talk to you again tomorrow, or if news breaks, we'll talk to you again today. We'll talk to you again sometime on another episode of Locked on Canes. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.